7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. A very good evening and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I'm not alone. Luyolom Kalipi and Katlako Mudiba are the producers and in technical we have tonight Sylvester Komane. Uh, this evening we have invited Boxing South Africa CEO Mr. Tsulufelo Lijaga and he's already here in studio ready to talk to us. This is on the back of their mid-term strategic review session which was reflecting on the current financial year and they also want to take stock of their accomplishments against their set targets. So they did address the media last Friday Boxing in South Africa, but Mr. Lijaka is here with us to break it down and to give a, a wider perspective of what was discussed on Friday and what was discussed in their midterm strategic review session. So you can, exp- as you can expect, there is a lot to talk about with Boxing South Africa, from governance issues, administration, broadcast matters, promoters, women's boxing, the boxing awards. I know a lot of people are waiting for those development and much more. And on that note of boxing, we will also have a chat with uh, Zolani Tete, who has been nominated of course for the SA Sports Awards which takes place on Sunday in Bloemfontein and you can vote, we've been telling you that you can vote for Zolani Tete, he has also now found out who he will be facing in the semi-finals of that lucrative WBSS uh, tournament the World Boxing Super Series 2 that's after Nonito Donaire was declared the winner against Ryan Burnett uh, who couldn't come out for round 5 due to a back injury, uh, so we'll talk to Zolani Tete about that and uh, please feel free to call us or you can and send us WhatsApp voice notes on uh, 0891 That's our, our studio number, 0891 On WhatsApp for the voice notes, 061-4104-107. And uh, on that note of boxing, top South African boxer Kevin Lorena, if you missed the big story today, has tested positive for a banned substance, according to a tweet from the WBC. And uh, he was tested by VADA, the Voluntary Anti-Doping Society, an organization that works with the WBC on the clean boxing program. Golden Gloves, his promoters have already responded denying these allegations and they say that Kevin Lorena has been undergoing rehab for his shoulder surgery. He had an operation in July and they say he's taken a variety of medicines to assist his recovery and they believe that a prescription his wife Gina has contains the metabolite that he tested positive for and they then believe that he mistakenly ingested one of her tablets Uh, that's the statement according to Golden Gloves were the promotion company for uh, Kevin Larena. But before we talk all the boxing, there is a big storm, or there was a big storm on football Twitter, or just on Twitter, just on social media, last night after Bongani Zungu tweeted those tweets at the back of Orlando Pirates 2-1 win over Pulukwane City. He has now made an apology, Bongani Zungu, and we want to find out from you do you accept the apology and can we move on is it case closed or like some people are saying that they believe that the apology is not genuine they say that he doesn't apologize to the sundowns coach pizza musimana who many feel that he disrespected in that series of uh, tweets and others are saying that it is too late for bongani zungu to apologize because when he was tweeting we were already telling him to apologize because his tweets are insensitive and they're offensive but he ignored everybody last night and he tweeted and he responded until today where I think he did come to his senses and then that's when he sent that apology. So we want to uh, just get a quick view of what you think about this matter of Mongani Zungu. You can call us right now on 0891-104-207. Do you accept his apology? Is it too late? Is it not genuine? Should he publicly apologize to Sundowns coach Pizzo Musimane too? Call us on 0891-104-207. Our WhatsApp number 061-4104-107. We will take voice notes there and on SMS it's 40938. And if you you missed it uh, let me try and read you some of the tweets he said that coach Rulani Mukwena has made Orlando Pirates a top team again coach Rulani you are the boss and then when one of his followers told Zungo that uh, Rulani credits his players he responded that a humble coach will always credit the players but deep down inside he knows he's the boss and then another follower weighed in and said coach Mitchell has had an impact on the Pirates team to which Zungo replied yes but a little bit and then he had lol lol and then he went on to say yeah when pirates lose rulani calls me he takes all the blame but it didn't end there because zungu then credited rulani mukwena for sundown's recent success saying trust me it's him even at sundown's go ask keegan dolly he will tell you that rulani is the one that made things happen so what do you make of this it's really really caused a storm and we'll take your calls after this break 
This week on At The Table, we visit Kuno Restaurant at Johannesburg's five-star section hotel, where the executive chef, Chef Jane Therese Maori, will be preparing us one of her innovative and flavor-inspired three-course meals. Our special guest is radio and television personality, Bongane NX, who will be joining us to share highlights of his career over the past 20 years. Don't forget to catch At The Table this Wednesday at 8.30, only on SABC3. SAFM and Birchwood Hotel invite you and your loved one to the Birchwood Comes Alive Jazz Evening on Friday the 9th of November at the Birchwood Hotel in Boxburg, Israel. Performing live on stage will be the spectacular Mafizono. Supported by the Levites as well as Leo Dube. While Tolas Mo will have the audience in stitches as the comedian for the evening. Tune in to SAFM and stand a chance to win two VIP tickets and one night accommodation for you and your partner. For bookings, visit birchwoodhotel.co.za or call 011-897-0000. SAFM, let the music talk. Now, By the way, we did reach out to Bongani Zungu. We did speak to him during the day and uh, he said that he's not ready to speak yet because sometimes a written word can be misunderstood. We thought maybe if he comes and he says it himself, then it will clear up a lot of confusion. But he said that he's not ready to talk right now and he referred us to his apology. There's already reaction from um, Lishata. He says he's big-headed, that boy. Apology or not, he aired his opinion anyway. Nothing will change. That is what most politicians are doing um, and then uh, who else is there uh, Tapira says I do not accept his apology says I'm worried about the friendship of Rolani and some of the former sundowns are players for starters just look at how they left sundowns but it's okay the truth will be revealed soon let's go to Cabello in Pretoria Cabello you're a sundowns fan how do you feel yes, my friend how's it fine thanks and you I'm all well. Eh? I'm following the tweet and following what he said, uh, Bongani. I wasn't a bit surprised at, some, uh, at all because uh, the relationship, uh, there's a tweet that you just uh, mentioned now that there was, someone said he was worried about the relationship that Rulani has with former Sandals yes. supporters. I know I've been following Rulani Mukwena on Twitter and Instagram and all the social media and he was there was a time when he posted a picture with his three lovely sons in inverted commas, you know, with, he was with Tau and Dolly. But then again, going back to the tweet itself, looking at the matter and what uh, uh, Zungu said, Ben Ten said, I mean, he, he also drags in Kig and Dolly. You don't know what he said behind, but then this will cause divisions among, not only at uh, South African soccer fraternity at all, but also at Pirates. I mean, what does Mitchell think at the moment? And then what he said about Pito, again, the Sandals supporter, we are offended, we are sad, and it's not okay at all for him to say those words that he said, knowing what's been happening and knowing that Peter has been praising him, that he's a good assistant coach and all that. But then disrespecting Peter like that, we feel like he disrespected us also, the fans. Also. And that's the guy who moved him from a number 10 to a number 6, and how, and then he was able to break into Bafana Bafana and move overseas. Thank you, Cabello, for that call. Silo, thank you for holding. What's your view on this matter? Oh, okay, let's Hello? go to... Hello? Yeah, is that KG? Yes, sir. Yes, KG. Thanks for calling us. What's your view yeah. on this matter? You know, I think... I think I, I just want to comment about this Rulari Mugwena in relation to Sundowns. The, 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 to, the, uh, this guy is overrated in relation to the achievements at Sundowns. If you look at the league, the very first league that Bizo won for Sundowns in, in 2014, the, he did not have um, um, stronger players. The, the majority of them were, were injured. He came up with strategy and brought veterans like Moriri, Tegomodise, Nyandoro, and so on and so forth. Then he won the league. Then the, the third league, which is this uh, immediate past season, Rulani was also not there. So for the people to say it was Rulani Mokwena that turned Sundowns around, I, I think it's, they seriously undermine Pizzo Musimane. Okay, now loud and clear there, KG. They are undermining Pizzo Musimane, uh, Rulani Mukwena. There, Do we have uh, Silo? And Sundowns actually did actually put up a, a tweet of their own, and I think it's in response to what's happened so far, and they've just put a picture of uh, Coach Pizzo Musimane with all his caps that is worn there, and they say Africa's finest, and that's where they've left it. Let's go to Silo. Silo, what's your view here? Hello, Silo? Uh, no, I'm, I'm very... 
Hello, member. Yes, I can hear you, Silo. So, um, I also want to add on something. Firstly, I respect Wang uh, Zoom and 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 Kosulani, but what Wang did was very really, it was very really disrespectful. Um, we, we don't do that. I mean, we know everything as a technical technical team. And as much as Rulani might have played a big part in, in Sundowns' in success or Paris' success, the head coach team needs to be respected because he's the mastermind behind um, the whole team. So what Rulani said was very disrespectful but un, unsportsmanlike and pretty unprofessional for me. Okay, and you're a Sundowns fan calling us from Bangladesh. Nice one, Silo. Thank you for calling us all the way from Bangladesh. Let's go to Tsepo. Uh, Tsepo is not that far. He's in Kimberley. Well, it is far, but he's in Kimberley. Tsepo? Tsepo, good evening. What's your comment here? What's your view? Okay, we don't have. Okay, we seem to have lost a tempo there, and we're not going to dwell on this topic for too long. I just wanted to find out what people think and and how they feel. And um, Piri Lusasa says that tweet is very disrespectful to a man and a coach Pizzo Musimane that made him the player that is playing overseas. It's more like saying he was never coached by him. I feel that is too late for him uh, to apologize. Bongani Zungu and um, Zuma says me personally I accept the apology, but I think uh, Bongani has put himself on the market to be signed by Rulani at a later uh, stage. And also there is um, who's this Hitman says I accept the apology. After all, he's not the only one who's been controversial. Recently, it is the South African football way, and that's just the way it is. So, that's some of the reaction that is coming in on this topic of uh, Bongani Zungu and Rulani Mukwena. I think we might have to uh, leave it there then, and uh, up next, we'll go talk boxing with Zolani Tete. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And the last one on this Rolani issue and Bongani Zungu will go to Ditsejo who's sent us a WhatsApp that says Bongani's tweet was totally uncalled for, uncouth and totally unprofessional. Mind you, he also dragged Keegan Dolly into this mess. Most importantly though, Rolani and the club need to come out and address these rumors of his and Mitchell's respective positions. Pirates is on the up and doesn't need such unnecessary disturbances. That's from Ditsejo. Trust me, Coach Pizzo Musimani is definitely going to respond after the match tonight against Free State does. It's one of two matches, of course. Uh, the other one is between Orlando Pirates, uh, not Orlando Pirates, rather, between Kaiser Chiefs and Black Leopards at the FNB Stadium. Let's now go to the champ, Zolani Tete. I mentioned earlier on that his semi-final opponent at the World Boxing Super Series has been confirmed. It is none other than Nonito Doné, who got the better of Ryan Bennett after Ryan could not come out for the fifth round due to a uh, back injury uh, but before we talk to Zolani let's introduce him well let's take you back to what happened in that fight actually between Ryan Bennett and Zola and um, Nonito Doné because after the fight Nonito Doné was asked about fighting Zolani Tete ladies and gentlemen tonight's first main event is scheduled for 12 rounds for the opportunity to face Zolani Tete in the World Boxing Super Series semi-final and for the unified WBA Bantamweight Championship of the World. And talking about big guys, now you're through to the semi-final. Congratulations for that. But now you fight the, maybe one of the biggest bantamweights out there right now, Zolani Tete. Did you see Zolani's last fight? Yes, I did. And, you know, he's a smart fighter. He's a length fighter. Oh, but first and foremost, not to, to say, I just want to say thank you, Glasgow, Scotland. You guys are amazing. It's a B, it's, it's, it's chilly. It's chilly, but... You guys have warmed me up and my team. Thank you for the hospitality. Scotland, I will never forget. So, Tete, sometime, sometime now, they, they, as soon as they get the fights announced in the summer, you looking forward to that fight and how do you see that going? Well, I, I, don't, I don't say that I, you know, I'm not going to be good enough. I'm always good enough going into the ring. You know, I'm, I'm going to be victorious coming in there. Tete is a formidable fighter, but we, we're going to come in and study more and learn, definitely learn a lot from this fight. Now I know that I still have that speed. So coming to the fight, I might be much more faster the next time around. So that is the Filipino flesh, Nonito Doné, who's going to face Zolani Tete in the semis. And Zolani joins us on the line now. He's also been nominated, of course, at the SA Sport Awards. Champ, good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. 
Good evening, Tudum, and thank you very much for having me on the show. <coughs> Firstly, how do you feel about fighting Nonito Doné? I know that you had been hoping for Ryan Burnett because he'd been, he'd been avoiding you for some time, but it's Nonito Doné now. How do you feel? You know, I'm very much excited um, because it means I'll be fighting one of the best fighters uh, in the world and, and in the soup, in the pandemic division. So to fight him, I mean, it, that's, that's a lot of experience that I'm going to gain. And, and hopefully uh, I will be much more experienced going to the final because I know for the fact that I'll have to beat Nonito. And they go and face the finalist. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be Inoue or Roger Quez, but I'm so excited about the fight. Well, you won't be the first South African that he fights Nonito Doné. I know he's fought uh, Muruti, he's fought v, uh, V12. Are you going to have, a, he's fought Jeffrey Matebula also. Are you going to have a word with some of those guys about what to expect? You know, uh, fortunately, when he was fighting these guys, I was always around. Uh, I think I was around in, in all the fights that he was fighting the guys. Mm. When when they were preparing for Doné and when they were fighting Doné, I was there. And, you know, we used to discuss such, such fights. So... I know exactly what to do when when we when we step inside the ring against Monito. He's one of a brilliant fighter, and I know he's gonna bring it. And he he's very smart. He's good at what he does. But this time around, he won't beat a South African. Do you have any idea of when and where the semi-finals will be, Zolani? And not yet, uh, but I think sometime early next year they will inform us about the semi-final and final, the whereabouts of it. So. Uh, I think maybe sometime in December they will inform us, but definitely I think it's going to be in London or in Philippines. There's been talk that you could link up with the Mayweather camp. Uh, what's the thinking there ahead of this semi-final? You know, that's that's another advantage that I will have because uh, Floyd Mayweather Senior is one of the is one of the best trainers in the world, and I believe uh, once I meet with him, there will be a lot of changes and and will be more prepared going to the fight. Uh, fortunately, to have uh, my team and add up uh, Floyd Sinia and his camp in my camp, that means there will be a lot more to do inside the ring when we step and face Nonito Tony. So does it mean you're going to go over to Vegas for a few weeks? I will go to Vegas, I think, for about a month or close to six weeks. Uh, that, that my manager is still in negotiations uh, with the mayor of the camp. Uh, they will tell us when to come over and we would love to be there for about six weeks. Okay, nice one. All the best. Now let's talk about what's happening on Sunday. I assume you are going to Bloemfontein for the SA Sport Awards. How do you feel considering that um, it's the second straight year that you've been nominated? Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's also very exciting. I mean, I was the first boxer to be nominated last year. And this time around, fortunately, there's myself and there's Heki Bakla who are also nominated. So it's a good feeling that at least boxing now is getting there slowly but surely. And I'm looking forward to the award, uh, you know, just to meet the guys. Last year, I couldn't go because I was flying to London. I was fighting the following week. So this time around, I'm I'm so excited because I'll be around the people that I'm nominated with. You know, I just want to feel the vibe around them. So I'm looking forward to it. And is it a big deal for you that this one is being voted for by the people? You know, it is it is it is not a big deal to me because uh, I am a people's champion and and I believe on the night I'll I'll come I'll come home with the award because uh, everyone now uh, is talking about Zolani if there's boxing then my name is also is also in the mark with the boxing name so I believe people have been voting and 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 I appreciate everything every effort they've been doing to to vote for Zolani and I believe on the night I'll come home and share the feeling with my friends and Heki Butler also has two nominations and he's wished you well. He spent most of his interviews telling people to vote for you. What would you like to say to him? Because he's also been nominated. You know, Heki Butler is, is my all-time friend. Uh, we came together from Amacha. Yeah. And even when we turned pro, we turned at the same year. And it's like everything we, we were doing in boxing, we were doing it together. I was in East London, he was in Joburg. Since then, we've been we've been in contact, uh, talking to each other. Every time we meet, it would be like it's been 
yesterday. I mean, I've always looked forward to talking to him. He's a very nice guy with a good personality. He's 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 a true world champion. He brought us a ring magazine, and I believe he deserves to be to be given the award. Uh, he has he has done a lot for South Africa. He he's more like me. We are fighting outside and bringing titles inside. I mean, that's one of the best feelings, you know, to 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 have as South Africans to have such great fighters going outside and bring titles. We had him in studio last week or the week before that, and he told us that he fought you twice in the amateur ranks. Do you remember those fights against Seki Badla? That's true. That's true. I do remember both fights. You know, the first fight I was disqualified. You know, amateur ranks have got their own uh, boxing style. So I was very smart and very, very fast. So I was fighting more like a professional. And, you know, every time I would duck Hickey's punches, the referee would stop and say, break, you're ducking too low, all those things. So... And eventually I was disqualified because I was, that's, that's my boxing style, you know. I don't mm. want to get hit. So Heike was throwing a lot of punches and I was ducking. I was doing all those styles and I was disqualified. Then we had another second fight uh, where we were fighting here in East London. And, and fortunately, uh, I, I, I beat him on that one. He won on the, on, the, on the first one and I won on the second one. So it was a great fight. You know, people are still talking about those fights mm. even now. That's the boxing style Heike and I have brought in, in, in the boxing style, in the boxing fraternity of South Africa. Well, we certainly wish both of you all the best as Zolani Tete for Sunday at the SA Sport Awards and people can vote. You just SMS E to 33616 for Uzolani Tete. You SMS the letter E to 33616 if you want to vote him for him for your people's choice of the year. Before I let you go, there's a man who just wants to say one thing to you, Zolani Tete, and here he is. Over to you, sir, our guest in studio. <laughs> Boxing SAC or Mr. Tsulufelo Lijaka. Hey, last one. <coughs> You know, we sent Murudi, we sent Jerry, we sent Simpiwe. I managed to mail away now. I'm bringing back that WP. I, I know. I know. I know. We are confident about you. We'll see you on Sunday. Best of luck. Uh, I, I know that South Africans are busy texting only the letter E. So yes. that's your letter, yes. and I'm confident that we'll, we'll come back triumphant on Sunday. Thank you very much, Mpatwan. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Zolani, thank you for finding time to speak to us, man. You always have time to speak to us, and we really appreciate it. All the best for Sunday. Thank you very much, Mpatwan. Thank you. Last born dead, the champ, Zolani, uh, talking to us about his semi-final fight against Nonito Doné, which is expected next month, probably around February, probably around there sometime, uh, next year, rather, and uh, we'll definitely build up to that. There's a lot at stake, of course, including the small matter of 10 million US dollars as the prize money for the winner. Up next, we talk to the CEO of Boxing SA, Mr. Tsulufelo Lijak. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.6 FM in King Williamstown. Well, you've heard him. He's already here. Good evening, sir, and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to the listeners as well. Firstly, before we get into what was discussed at last Friday's press conference, you were appointed in 2016. That's about two years now. How has the ride been at the helm of Boxing SA as the CEO? Uh, well, it's been like a flight back home to Bloemfontein. <laughs> okay. Bumpy at times, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I safe see. always. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, I think it's a back, so, uh, it's a back of uh, mixed fortunes. You know, there are times when it gets tough. But one thing for a fact is that uh, the more than a thousand licenses that constitute this community of boxing in South Africa, always supportive, always on the ball and always optimistic. And that's what keeps us going. And from where you started to where you are now, are you happy with the progress made? Well, I'm, I'm happy with, the, with the, the, the staying on course, the direction, the pace. You know, sometimes you'll feel you, are, you could have con- achieved more. Mm-hmm. But there are dependencies to these things. Uh, there are resources, there's people, uh, <clears throat> and you've got to pull your team along. So uh, I'm an impatient person. I feel the pace is not as fast as I would have loved, but I'm happy with the direction. Let's get to some of the matters that came to the fore after your mid-term strategic review sessions <coughs> now, and that's why we invited you. Halfway through the financial year, how are things looking at Boxing SA? Maybe you can tell us what are the highlights so far, or what's pleased you the most so far. 
Well, I think there's quite a lot of things that would stand out. Among some of them, we are happy that we are continuing on a pathway of stabilizing our books. If there's one thing that I'd love to achieve is a clean audit outcome. Uh, we are now on the second, uh, it's actually the third unqualified audit. We are not at a clean audit yet. I'm disappointed that it's not yet clean, but I'm happy that it's unqualified. Uh, I'm also a bit excited about the accomplishment of our own boxers. Mm -hmm. The recognition with our ring officials are getting um, worldwide, you know. Uh, it's a bit sad that South Africans don't get to see this because of the challenges on the broadcast side. Mm, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy that... Uh, when you look at the total number of tournament of, of champions that we have, world champions for that matter, we're sitting at 11 world champions, three of whom are females. Uh, and when you look at also the type of belts that we have, I mean, to have a ring magazine belt in South yep. Africa is not an easy thing. So we're quite excited about those highlights. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, there's still a lot of other things that we'd still want to achieve, which constitute, in this case, part of the workload for the next six months leading to 31st March 2019. Well, you walked into the broadcasting question. It was always going to come <laughs> since we are here at the SABC. We were told about the return of boxing broadcast, but the, we see that the big local tournaments are still not on the national broadcaster. Is that a concern for you? It's a major concern. Uh, it's a major concern. Uh, part of the things that we had agreed about uh, as, as a strategy mm. was that, uh, you know, coming out of the boxing in Daba in 2018, uh, we, we flagged out a lot the issue of uh, boxing broadcast. In 2015, uh, the <clears throat> boxing started going back to the national broadcaster. But we were not happy because it was not a product of a well-structured, properly agreed to framework. It was those, those provincial tournaments? It was those provincial okay. tournaments. So they were happening, uh, but we needed to develop what we called the national boxing broadcast framework, which SABC itself had to drive. And it had to be part of the business process of SABC. We spent the past two years working on that. Uh, and of course, there's been a lot of other challenges from the national broadcaster point, a change in leadership, particularly in the SABC sports side. Um, and then two years later, we are back to the drawing board yet again uh, because of you know other macro challenges that are facing the national broadcaster. The point, of course, from the side of Boxing South Africa is that we will have to diversify uh, our approach on this. We had wanted to first get the SABC working mm -hmm. and then build around that, which means discuss with other free-to-air channels, uh, pay channels, as well as the digital media. So at this point, uh, you know, SABC will be but one of the many uh, discussions that we'll have to try get boxing back on air. So you expect it to still be a bit of a challenge now because of the situation, that financial situation that the SABC finds itself in? Yeah, more definitely it is going to be a challenge. But our point is this. Uh, when you look at the previous financial year, we've had 78 tournaments. Only five of them made it to the National Broadcaster Channel. Uh, less than 20 of them made it to the other pay channel. So there's a lot of boxing activity that goes unseen by mm. the public and it's, it's it's content that we are willing as the boxing community to write off. So for us, it's not about money. It's about ensuring that the talent that we have in abundance is displayed and uh, the, the, the spectacle of boxing is enjoyed. And this is the, the point of our, our, our promoters that would be willing to enter into partnership discussions with the SABC, provided we understand what the pathway is and where we are building towards. Okay. The other issue that you raised at the press conference that I attended on Friday was strengthening of the Medical Commission. I know over the years there have been some concerns with some boxers <coughs> feeling uh, unfairly treated. I know Philip Ndow took matters into his own hands the one year. Uh, but what exactly do you mean by the strengthening of the Medical Commission here? Okay. When you look at the Boxing Act, part of what it says is that boxing in South Africa must accredit practitioners and one of those practitioners is medical practitioners now what when a typical boxing tournament has happens you need to have two medical practitioners by the ringside mm -hmm. two doctors but those doctors should not just be any other doctors because this medicine yes but but combat sport medicine has got its own dynamics and uh, the, the, the doctors themselves have to understand the sport, have to understand when they can step in, when they can only speak through the referee and stuff like that. So what it then means is that those boxers that perform duty at boxing tournaments, over and above their basic medical knowledge, they have to be inducted on the sport of boxing itself. Mm -hmm. So the medical commission is that committee of doctors led by what we call a chief medical officer, 
and those become the most supreme medical advisors to boxing because i mean uh, give an example if a boxer walks into any clinic or any general practitioner and say i want to test for hiv the likelihood is that the doctor will see that as a good gesture from a responsible citizen mm-hmm. because he or she might not understand what is at stake. And if that boxer, for whatever reason, he's got um, uh, his adverse and he uses an ID, which is somebody else's ID, those are not things that the doctor will pay attention to because he will not understand that on the other side of this uh, test is an ability of a boxer to continue boxing. Okay. So we need doctors that will understand and that will have that type of of, of vigilance. Uh, but also, again, I mean, the poppy, uh, the, which is basically an act that regulates handling of sensitive information like medical information, will require that medical records must move from one medical practitioner to the next. I, as Tsolulu Jaga, I'm not a medical practitioner uh, and, and I should not be interpreting or handling medical records. So this medical commission is basically about that medical duty that is involved in this combat sport called boxing. Okay, let's go to the lines. We've already got somebody calling us on 0891-104-207 and I think it is Achi that we have on the line there. Um, Achi, are you there? I'm here, member, and the CEO. Good evening. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Achi. The, the point, I mean, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm too much in a hurry, is that now our challenge in, in, in our boxing has been the Boxing Act. Um, I'm not sure how far are we to either scrap it or make it uh, manipulatable to the people who will be sponsoring our boxing. How far is that going on? And congratulations on your result of finances. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Actually, he wants to talk about the Boxing Act. Uh, This issue of the Boxing Act, um, you know, we have what we call a five-year strategic plan. And only in this financial year, because we break it down into uh, annual plans, only in this current financial year in our annual performance plan we brought in a new responsibility called legislative review mm-hmm. but it must be impo- it's important for our people to understand that you've got the boxing act of 2001 and you've got the boxing regulations of 2004 which in this case the boxing regulation are the boxing policy the boxing act the discussion to review the boxing act because 17 years later it has been overtaken by events uh, on certain instances and i agree with archie that it needs to be reviewed okay but away from the boxing community driven by the minister there's a process of coming up with what is called the combat sport bill now this discussion of the combat sport bill has been underway for probably more than eight years and uh, we understand that it's on track uh, and that the feedback from the department is that boxing while you have these pressures of legislative amendment from your side understand that there's a lot of other laws that needs to be prioritized for example, as we speak now, the Sport and Recreation Act is currently being reviewed. So <clears throat> I, I, I can't commit that we will be reviewing the Boxing Act in this financial year because we have uh, had that discussion with the department and we understand that we must prioritize our principal act in this case, which is the Sport and Recreation Act. But currently, what are we doing? There's a process to review the boxing regulation this year. So by the end of this financial year, we would have come up with a dummy regulations basically the different areas on the boxing regulations that needs to be attended to and another thing that i must just clarify i know that sometimes people believe that boxing act in its configuration is unworkable mm-hmm. i don't i will say maybe 10 percent of it is it's got the problems but there is 90 percent that allows us to do a lot of things and our duty is to optimize on pushing this act to our benefit where it allows us. And I don't think that we have honestly done that to the to, to, to the optimum. And, and and this is what the board said, that where the legislation is enabling, let's push it and do the things that it instructs us to do. And that 10% that has to be amended, if we amend it in the next two years or three years, we will do that at that point. But currently we will work on the regulations, we'll optimize what work, and in the, in the long term we'll then come back and, and review the act. Now let's talk about some of the resolutions that were taken now after that uh, strategic review session. The board took a number of resolutions. Let's start with the sanctioning and compliance and probably the most complex or misunderstood section 11. When must promoters pay purse money when they are hosting a tournament? Okay, this matter, uh, I I think I also explained this in the the press conference. It's managed, it's actually mentioned on two levels. Uh, firstly, it's mentioned in the Act, and in the Act, it says that it should be 
on or bef- it, was, it should be on before the, the fight itself happens. Uh, and I'm not I'm not quoting. Did it. you say on or before? It, it, it should be before, not before. on. Okay, before yes. the fight happens. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just explaining what it says. And then the boxing regulation says that it must be 31 days or at a time that will be determined by Boxing South Africa. And Boxing South Africa, through its board, passes resolutions. Mm-hmm. And the, the, one of the resolutions that the Boxing South Africa board passed is that purse money must be paid at least 14 days before the bout. Because within that 14 days, you need absolute certainty. I mean, if it's a tournament that has got international pugilists, yeah. Seven days before they would have flown in. Five days before you need to have informed, uh, for example, states for anti-doping practices. You need to have marketed the tournament. And that is why the practicalities. Now, away from the purse money discussion, there's a reality of sponsorship and the diminishing sponsorship to the tournament, which talks to financial viability of promoters to deliver tournaments. And often, uh, for example, in the past, Boxing South Africa would immerse itself so deep in that discussion of sponsorship to a point where a promoter would bring a commitment letter from a sponsor that, listen, I will pay, uh, let the tournament happen this weekend, I will pay on Monday. And I think as it is now, history has recorded, there's been instances where there was even allegations of fraud that a promoter without a definite commitment from a sponsor would bring that. So we've said we're no longer entertaining those commitments. Mm -hmm. But what we try to do is at least in the week preceding fight week, if there is a plausible case that this tournament is financially viable, Boxing South Africa would apply discretion and entertain that. And that is what we used to do before the 4th of August. But on the 4th of August, the board in its, res- uh, 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 in its meeting said, see, oh, let, let us do three things. Mm-hmm. 14 days, if, a ton- if past money has not been paid, let's cancel the tournament. Where we've cancelled the tournament, let's publicize. Because a promoter will sit with the cancellation letter and he will not inform the other parties involved in the tournament. He sponsors other boxers and all that. So people get misled, not because Boxing South Africa didn't do its job, but because Boxing South Africa did not protect the interest of third parties by communicating publicly. And if there's a cancellation issued against the tournament, that must not be withdrawn. So before we, I issue a cancellation, I would have tried all my uh, level best to ensure that we support our our promoter, to ensure that can we ha- hold hands with them, make it work. If it doesn't work and we cancel, we then we, uh, no longer re- review or reconsider such cancellations. So where do we stand now? Because um, in the document that you gave us at the press conference, it says, where well, Pesman is not paid at least 14 days before the tournament, such tournament shall be automatically cancelled. The reason it says automatically is because uh, you've got uh, and, and and some of these things they, they they they've got an element of humor to them. You'll have a promoter because a promotion is a company. Mm-hmm. A promoter receives a cancellation letter through the company, and he claims that no 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 CEO I did not uh, I did not receive that letter because maybe it went to my emails and I was running around. The reason we are saying automatically is so that there must not be a burden of proof on the SAB on on the BSA side. Mm-hmm. If there's a tournament, you know that you have not paid purse money by the 14th day. Whether or not you have received a follow-up letter, whether or not the cancellation letter has been formally received in your hand, you must know that automatically your tournament is on the cancellation page because you have not complied. And then the promoter will come and say, but the act supersedes everything. The act supersedes everything, but the good thing is that when you read the objects of the act, Mm -hmm. it says that the act is passed to establish a boxing commission now that boxing commission is the board and it gives powers to the board to administer so it's the 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 the, the, the act says it will be before the tournament the regulation says 31 days or at a time determined by the board and then the board puts a resolution that determines it so in that hierarchy those three are all of them above the promoter okay let's go to the voice notes i say somebody sent us a voice note <laughs> Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Uh, 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 it's Lelo. Hey, I just want to say thank you man, for trying your best to, to revive boxing. You know, I, 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 play, I play soccer. 
but I love watching um, boxing as well because I even go through my YouTube uh, uh, videos of all boxing matches. So let's just fast track the process of getting it on our SABC um, so we can watch. Thank you very much. Okay, Lelo, thank you. Thank you for that. You can, at the meantime, watch the TKO every Friday night, of course, on SABC2. Uh, that's our boxing show on SABC, and you can see some of the highlights and some of the fights that we are not able to see in, in some uh, sectors. They are always there on the TKO boxing show. Just the last one before we get into licensing regarding these promoters and the act. You mentioned on Friday that because a lot of promoters also rely or have support from the municipalities, it's become a challenge that you guys must try and understand stand because the municipality I think in your words you were saying that the municipality will not pay until the services are rendered can you just explain that okay um, the, 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 this is multifaceted let me start with the one part and I will start with the part which is a weakness to us as the boxing community and when I talk about us I include BSA and the promoters some of our promoters because of the economic reality they find themselves in become largely dependent on sponsorship money to drive and deliver the tournament. Mm -hmm. That is a weakness because a promoter inherently is a business person. So like any other business person, even if you were to get assistance financially, the key responsibility of delivering the core business, which is the tournament, you need to have some means. But most of the time, some of our promoters, they don't have the means at all, which brings then total dependency on sponsorship money to deliver the tournament. Now, in a case where a promoter has got sponsorship from the municipality, for him to pay the fundamentals like pass money, like travel, he's depending on that money from the municipality and he has no advance. Or if he has an advance uh, or whatever bank arrangement is not enough to cover everything. And on the other hand, the municipality says, no, no, we are governed by the Municipal Finance Management Act or the Public Finance Management Act in the case of a department. We don't pay before services rendered. We'll only pay after. So in that case, you've got this tension between the municipality and the promoter. And us as BSA, through an intergovernmental relations engagement, we step in to assist the promoters. Let me give an example of what we used to do with the, uh, in, in the case of Limpopo. We would then come in and protect the promoter, that provincial department, since we as Boxing South Africa are equally a public entity, a Section 3A public entity, let us give you assurance that there's this regulation or this act that requires that in this case, payment must be done before and not after the service is rendered. And then we would then do maybe a service level agreement or a memorandum of agreement with the provincial department so that they pay ahead of the tournament mm -hmm. itself happening, provided they pay directly to us. So these are some of the value adds that we bring to protect our promoters and simplify their duty because at, at the same time, an accounting officer of that municipality is well within his powers to say, I don't trust you, I can't pay you before the service. What if you run away or you don't deliver the tournament? Okay. We're going to talk about licensing shortly because I see one <coughs> or two questions coming in, but let's go to another voice note. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Masia. Mr. Masia, I'm from East London. Uh, the question that has been bothering me about the interaction between the, the BSA and more specifically local promoters is about consistency when it uh, relates to these uh, compliance issues. Some promoters are treated differently from others, despite the fact that there is an act in place and there are also regulations that are clearing, but some promoters are treated uh, unfairly and others are getting uh, advantage. Well, what would be uh, the problem there if the BSA uh, CO can answer me on that one? Okay, thank you. I'll let him answer just after this quick break. He feels that some promoters are being uh, given special treatment. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Okay, uh, CEO, you had that question uh, that others, uh, some uh, uh, animals are more equal than others. I think that's what he's saying in simple terms. Okay, now I will come to the issue of Mr. Manisan, but I want to just quickly acknowledge uh, what Lelo is raising about uh, the need for boxing to come back on, 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 on TV. Uh, of course, there's the challenge of SABC that we are working on, but I will encourage Lelo to 
also pay attention on what's happening, including on Kwese TV, because there are alternative platforms currently that broadcast boxing. They're not that popular, and not everybody will know about them. But quite honestly, there is uh, still boxing activity that you can still access uh, while we are working on this SABC issue, but also the broader broadcast framework. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't want to... Uh, label the gentleman that asked the last question, but uh, he's one of our licensees himself. Okay. Uh, and and I, I think people must understand that you've got managers in the office to manage in between what uh, the regulations say. Let me give you an example. You'll have an instance where the regulation says that a, a promoter, uh, a boxer that travels out of town to go fight outside must apply 21 days before the departure. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reasons, uh, maybe uh, there was a it's, it's, it's a swap because the scheduled fighter could not fight an opportunity cropped up and found our South African boxer fit, proper and ready to take up that opportunity. And the motivation gets presented that, see, oh, please, we know that we are not compliant. Uh, can you consider this? It is well within the right of every manager to apply mind and adjudicate on such matters in the best interest of the sport, but also of the boxers. Now, sometimes the problem becomes that uh, you'll have promoter A who, for whatever reason, uh, has not complied properly on a particular matter. Our attitude of engagement must not be an attitude that seeks to undermine the continuity of boxing. We must always err on the side of boxing development and boxing promotion. But where we adjudicate in favor of particular promoter uh, because of these reasons when those reasons similar reasons apply for another promoter we must maintain the same posture and i'm sure that if we were to go to instances you'll also pick it up that there are no instances of inconsistency or unfair discrimination against any promoter in actual fact i've personally had a lot of instances where uh, people will be shocked because they will believe that there are tensions between the management or the authorities against promoter A. But when promoter A is correct and doing the correct thing, we have to stand by him or her and support her in regard to that because our duty is to govern and administer boxing. Our duty is to develop and promote boxing. So this thing of you favored him today and then tomorrow you didn't favor me, it's, I think it will not go away. But it was only if we were to come to instances that you'll pick up that one thing for a fact, Boxing South Africa is always consistent in its calls. Uh, and we never, we, we're not really, we never really look at uh, which decision favors person A or person B. What we look at is which decision advances and promotes the sport of boxing. Okay, let's go to the lines. Gancho, thank you for holding. Uh, what's your comment? Hey, good evening, Tony. Good evening, Chief. Baba. Um, Chief, when the minister was in, uh, which, uh, in the studio with Tony so a while ago, um, I did pose a question that uh, the uh, boxing SA is not accessible. We cannot reach them on 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 the line or mm-hmm. the telephone numbers provided unless they've been uh, updated. And then another thing is, um, if we can be advised on the issue of licensing, if we are interested in being promoters. I will listen for the answer on the radio. Thank oh, you. Are they, okay, thank you, Ganja. I actually remember that call where you said the number wasn't working. How do they get hold of Boxing SA? Okay, no, no, thanks. Ganja is, is correct. You remember, uh, we moved into our new offices only around April last year. Um, and at that time, uh, the final commitment happened around September when we started to to get settled. And part of the things that we have had to do was to get uh, the, to install lines and all that. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, the line that we are on is zero one two nine six five nine seven double zero, and it's also on the website. Okay, I will. I, I take responsibility that there has been times when our lines or telephone lines still pointed to the old offices, and subsequent to that, we brought in an arrangement of. Uh, mobile cell phones because that is what we could use at that time okay. we have attended to that uh, and then on the issue of licensing on the 12th of november there will be a circular that will go up on our website with regard to licensing tomorrow we are meeting with provincial managers and we are bringing even new provincial managers so that we bring the licensing process closer to aspirant 
applicants in different provinces. So this issue of licensing is one of the key resolutions that we took from the side of the board and the circular around it will go up on the 12th to simplify the process because I accept, I, I, I agree with what Kanzo is saying that for other provinces it is a problem. If you are in Gauteng it's never a problem because uh, Mr. Nying was just here or if you are in East London you've got Pakamili on the other side but people in Limpopo, uh, uh, Mpumalanga, Northwest they had been struggling for a while so we are workshopping this tomorrow and on the 12th there will be a circular that we will publicize. And those dates that we were given that the applications and renewals are opening from the 19th of November to the 28th of February, is that correct? Yes, those dates, dates from the 19th of, uh, of November, if you want to apply for a boxing license, uh, the process is open and we apply through our provincial managers. Uh, we renew through our provincial managers. Uh, there are forms also that we have updated to try and simplify the process because sometimes it's also about the instruments yeah. that frustrate, that get frustrating. So we've workshopped that. Ye- just yesterday we were at Emperor's Palace to workshop that with the new category of boxers that we will uh, be allowing to come on board, the non-South African boxers. So we had a first workshop with them yesterday in Gauteng because we want to make sure that uh, we, we, we remove barriers of entry into boxing and allow the, the, the boxing fraternity to grow. You also touched on provincial managers at the press conference. What was the issue there with provincial managers? Uh, we have not been recruiting provincial managers. So, a case in point, uh, the, the, the provincial manager for Free State passed away and we did not uh, uh, replace. So, you end up with Free State, Northern Cape, Northwest, Limpopo, who don't have provincial managers. And they have to, re- to, to renew through Gauteng. So what we've done now, we've recruited provincial managers, particularly for purposes of handling licensing. So on the website, what will then indicate will be, if you are at province A, this is the person that you must talk to for purposes of licensing. So this issue of provincial management is quite critical. Because over and above being a conduit between Boxing South Africa and our applicants, Provincial managers are the ones who become our tournament supervisors. That's the cool phase and the most important phase of boxing activity because these people are basically the commanders-in-chief for tournament activity and co- tournament compliance. So we need to strengthen that because I'm sitting in Pretoria. A tournament is happening in East London. If there's no ambulance at tournament venue, the person that must pick that up first is our provincial manager. And that is why the board said we must strengthen that layer of boxing South Africa so that we are closer to the people, we are closer to our licenses and closer to our uh, boxers in particular. Okay, let me see if I can play this one voice note, the last one. Hi, Tabiso and the team. Uh, I wanted to ask um, the boxing SACO, uh, Mr. Tolofelo Lujaka, uh, about their midterm uh, session that they had as Boxing South Africa. Have they resolved or do they recognize any of the structures in the Eastern Cape, uh, like the Promoters Association, because I know there's a lot of dispute. And okay. also, I've, I've got that for the sake of time. We've spoken to these guys, Mr. Tando Zonke and them. What's happening there in a minute, Mr. CEO? Uh, the problem is this. Okay, the, the one, Remember there were two uh, yes. breakaway groups. The one group, is term of office has clearly uh, uh, collapsed. Uh, ended actually in in june Mm -hmm. the one group the process they followed to elect each other was outside the constitutional provision so the board will be going back to engage with them you know they they need to regularize themselves the reality is that statistically they might have strength but it is the democracy is not only about numerical strength it's about constitutional compliance following the process yes so this is a conversation that we're going to have to go back and have with them okay is there a date for the boxing awards the Boxing Awards, we've pushed them by two months. Uh, the, uh, we will be issuing out the rule book on the 1st of December. The nominees, we will announce them in February, late February. Uh, and either in March or April, uh, we will announce the date. At the moment, we are still in discussion with the province of Northwest that has shown interest to host uh, the Boxing Awards 2018, which in this case will happen in 2019. So we will make announcements in that regard. We are still in the boardroom discussing with the potential host province. Okay, great stuff. There's so much more to talk about. I'm sure uh, this is the beginning of many sessions, but thank you for opening up and even the press conference. A lot of people appreciated it and I hopefully we'll have more of those. Thank you very much, Tabiso, and thanks for the listen- to the listeners as well. Thank you. Quick score update. Sundowns 3, Free State Stars nil. Chiefs nil, Black Leopards nil. It's still first half in those matches. Up next is the viewpoint with Mr. Ashraf Gada, the big hitter tonight, Victor Homoiswa and Mr. Africa himself. I bet you they're going to talk a lot of basketball too. Stay tuned for that because I'm not going anywhere. But let's go to news.